Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for our lives. I'm your host, Grace Fox, and I'm inviting you to check out my new devotional book, Keeping Hope Alive, Devotions for Strength in the Storm. Ninety meditations provide minute-sized encouragements for the days your mind is on overload. It's available on my website, gracefox.com, and wherever Christian books are sold. And now, after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Joshua 3, 3 and 4. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Joshua 3, 3 and 4. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the Ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. Several years ago, one of my friends was suddenly widowed when a car accident claimed her husband's life. They just put their house up for sale and signed papers with a contractor to build a new one. Now the major decisions associated with that endeavor fell on her. Her husband had been an accountant and had always managed their family finances. Now that responsibility fell on her. One day I called her to see how she was doing. She talked about facing so many unknowns, and then she said something I've always remembered. I really don't know what to expect about anything. I've never traveled this road before. Like my friend, the Israelites also came to a point in their lives when they traveled a new road filled with unknowns. By now, they'd spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Moses had passed away, and God had appointed Joshua to take his place. Now they were camped on the banks of the Jordan River. After three days there, the Israelite leaders told them it was time to move on and then gave them instructions for the trip ahead. They explained that the Levitical priests would carry the Ark of the Covenant and lead the way. The people were to follow the priests, but from a distance of a half mile. Each individual part of the instructions bore significance. For instance, God led the Israelites through the wilderness by means of a fire by night and a cloud by day. These were visible evidences of the invisible God with them. But now the Ark of the Covenant would become their primary focus. 
The writer mentions it 17 times in Joshua chapters 3 and 4. It was God's dwelling place and a visible reminder not only of His presence, but also of their covenant relationship with Him. He was their God, and they were His special possession. He was forever and fully committed to them. Another instruction was that the priests would carry the Ark of the Covenant and lead the way as they crossed the Jordan River. Now, by human standards, this didn't make much sense. Surely, it would have been more strategic to send the warriors first, right? How could a dozen unarmed priests defend several million people from the enemies on the other side of the river? They couldn't. But God could. Sending the priests and the Ark of the Covenant first symbolized the spiritual element to the Israelites crossing the river to possess the promised land. They were God's people, and they were to trust Him implicitly. He'd proved His power by rescuing them from Egypt, parting the Red Sea so they could escape the enemy, and caring for their needs in the wilderness for four decades. He proved His power again by stopping the Jordan River's flow the moment the priest's feet touched the water. They were fighting God-sized battles, and He was their leader, going before them and accomplishing victories on their behalf. God also instructed the people to walk a half-mile behind the Ark of the Covenant. There were several reasons for this. First, the distance indicated the people's need to respect the holiness of God. They were not allowed the same access to God that the priests were given, and the distance for a reminder that they could not come into God's presence. Second, the distance between the ark and the people showed that the ark didn't need anyone to protect it. Its position out front made it vulnerable, but God's presence made it invincible. And the third reason is simply very practical. The distance made it visible to everyone. If people had been allowed to crowd around it, Others further back would not have been able to see it. God wanted to ensure that it was in everyone's sight as a reminder that He was their God and they were His people. Now, the Israelites had never traveled that way before. Crossing the Jordan to enter the Promised Land with countless unknowns may have felt unsettling and scary, but God was with them, committed to them, and fighting their battles for them. My friend discovered the same thing as she walked the road of widowhood. God was with her. He was committed to her. And he fought her battles for her. When we find ourselves traveling a way we've never been before, let's remember that if we've placed our faith in Jesus for salvation, then God dwells in us. His presence through his Holy Spirit will guide us. Our responsibility is to keep our eyes on him and follow his lead. Let's also remember that God fights our battles for us. He parted the Red Sea, and He stopped the Jordan River from flowing. He can do the impossible for us, too. And then let's be encouraged with this truth. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, we don't have to remain distant from God like the Israelites did. While we still give Him the reverence He's due, we can draw near to Him unafraid. In fact, Hebrews 4.16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy 
and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. The Israelites received God's mercy and help as they traveled a way they'd never gone before. So did my friend, and so will we. Let's pray. God, thank you for the lessons you teach us through your holy word. We are grateful for accounts such as this, inspired and written for our benefit. When you lead us down a road we've never traveled before, help us keep our eyes on you and follow you one step at a time. Give us faith to trust you to do the impossible and fill us with a desire to draw near to you in bold confidence of your glad welcome. We love you and we are so grateful for your mercy and care. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.